Hello, 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 guys. Welcome back to the No BS Podcast with everyone's favorite people, Luis and Daniela. Daniela, how are you? Good. I'm, yeah, I'm good. I don't know what else I wanted to say. I was like, um, how are you? I'm great. I'm, you're like, I'm doing like great nice cold because um, you're not working today. Love that. I'm not working. I'm not working today. I'm not working this week. You know, um, maybe this school district job is something to stick with. You know, summer's is, off, is, weekends is, off. Is, no, is money no it's not. Oh, <laughs> me. Um, nothing new. Same old BS. Just waiting for the semester to be over. And yeah, let's just get started because there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. The first thing. You guys are probably crying right now. You guys are probably devastated. You're punching the air right now because, unfortunately, your guys' favorite um, Latin artist, Bad Bunny, tested positive for fucking COVID. And cue the tears. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Like, what are your thoughts on this? That's fucking, I don't know. That's crazy. But, um, cuando andas para abajo. <laughs> Okay. Jesus, let me read a little bit of this article. So it says, Reggaeton star Bad Bunny didn't perform at Sunday's American Music Awards after he was diagnosed with COVID-19. Bad Bunny didn't get to perform, but he did instead. It says, instead, the Puerto Rican artist announced the favorite female Latin artist winner. The trophy went to Becky G and accepted two AMAs virtually while safely being quarantined. Um, his people basically said that he's doing okay. There's not much to it. Um... I mean, how did he get it? What are you doing? How many people are you hanging out with? This is what exactly. happens when you're out being dumb. And let's not say he's being dumb, but he was lucky being dumb. Because, you know, you take precautions and you wear a mask and you do what you got to do. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you this right now. He didn't get it because he's an essential worker. He didn't. <laughs> oh. Are, are you mean... kidding me? There's a bunch of people right now crying because his music is essential to them. <laughs> Stop. He just, I don't know. Like. I don't, you said this off air, but it's like sometimes when they're publicists or something, they're like, they're doing fine. It's like, well, then tell that to all the people who like don't have the same resources as him. I don't know. Like, like who can't get good health care and they're not fine. They have to rely on like home remedies to get better. But Jesus. okay. I mean, hope he, hope he gets better because we've all seen how bad this um, pandemic is has been has gotten so hopefully he's fine hopefully what if things go like turn turn for the worse then what do people do i don't that's crazy like i don't know i think about it only like a few i've seen a few like celebrities like um or stars or something like i've, I've read the news where they'll be like oh so-and-so's hospitalized and and then all of a sudden like a broadway star he like passed away like at the beginning of COVID-19 like in May he passed away because of COVID so it's like and then I saw like oh, now shit, you bring like, up like other celebrities I saw one of the Bravo accounts on Instagram posted that Hillary Duff I believe was exposed to, to, someone, exposed with to someone with COVID yeah and I'm like you people need to like oh god I get it you guys are like working actors and musicians or whatever yeah. but like sometimes I'm like because to be honest bad. People can live with reruns. People can live with reruns. We do not. You know what this episode is going to be called? Aquí llegó tu coronavirus. <laughs> no. Like, People are going to be like, fuck you. Fuck you, Luis. You don't know good music when you hear it. This is not a Donald Trump situation. I'm not celebrating anything. I mean, I'm not celebrating. Anything. This is not a happy moment. This yeah, it's not. Like, I'm we're not in... celebrating anybody. We're not celebrating anyone testing positive. Not this time around. Let's just say that. But, you know, sometimes it's like, just so you guys know, if your favorite artist isn't immune, then you and your hundred people parties are not immune either. Okay? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Which, speaking of hundreds and hundreds of people being around each other, guess where people 
are going, thinking it's a great idea, especially during the holidays. To my house, People, apparently. No, just oh, no. You hear that? Uh, <laughs> never mind. No names. Um, anyways, moving on. <laughs> Apparently, people think it's a great idea to be traveling right now. I saw an article on CNN that says, with the U.S. COVID-19 infections hitting a record of 168,000 per day on average, Americans are flocking to crowded airports against the advice of the CDC and the U.S. Surgeon General and Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infections. Basically saying that they're just ignoring what they're saying. They're saying this is all hoax. I mean, I don't know whose bright idea was to travel on Thanksgiving. Like, you guys should not be basically exposed to other people at this point exactly. and especially to that large amount of people like why would you travel first of all if anyone who travels which i don't but like anyone who knows <laughs> airports and airplanes are the most filthiest places on earth you should not be crowding around trying to get to fucking hawaii or wherever you're traveling i don't know i don't know count this as a fucking blessing you don't have to see your fucking family like just <laughs> stay home you guys talk shit about your family all the time just count your blessings you don't have to see them to me i saw a picture of like last Friday, like an airport. And it's just, it was like a Petri dish. It was disgusting. I was like, that's germs on everybody. I'm disgusted. I don't know if it's not essential. Why the fuck are you traveling? Like if someone is sick or, you know, on their deathbed, of course, then take the, you know, take the necessary precautions to get there. But if it's just to eat some fucking turkey, your local Albertsons sells one. Eat it at home. Which you know how I think about it or how I see is that like, let's say you go to the airport and you don't have COVID, bitch, you're going to get COVID mm -hmm. there. And then when you go to your destination, you're going to transfer it to your family. Because people what? aren't doing it right. People aren't even doing it right. When you travel, you're supposed to quarantine two weeks beforehand. And then when you get there, you're supposed to quarantine fucking two weeks. Or like you're supposed to fucking quarantine at least a certain amount before you fucking go visit family. Or you should go get tested or something. I don't know. People, there's places that give you results in a day. So I don't know what the fuck. I mean, call it sad, but I think the best situation or best case scenario is you guys have Zoom. This is, it sounds exactly. sad, but you guys need to be having Zoom Thanksgiving dinners because like, obviously you want to be, you know, be able to physically touch your family and be around them. It's not the same to fucking see them over Skype and whatnot. But I mean, that's like, you got to make the best of the situation because clearly exactly. it's not, the situation isn't getting any better. And by you traveling, it's only making it worse. So it's like everyone's stubborn. No one gives a fuck. And they're just like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, you guys are stupid. Like, you know who I, I'm I'm sure the people who are listening, you guys saw that. Well, I saw it on Twitter, but they released like videos and clips of people in Huntington Beach, Ugh. you know, fighting for the right as an American citizen, as they would see it. And they were like, we're not going to listen to this curfew. To this curfew, we're going to stay out. We're going to take off our masks. We're going to hold hands, and we're going to fight this. I saw a comment from this white lady. Of course, she was white. Fucking old <laughs> bitch was like, I love that. Despite our colors and our religious beliefs and our political beliefs, views, whatever, we can all fight together for what we believe is right, which is fighting against this hoax. And it's like, oh, no, oh, ma'am, uh, you're not doing anything. You just thought you did something, sweetie. You didn't do shit. You're a clown. Like, stay the fuck home. <laughs> it's just sad. Like, it fucking, and you guys are probably thinking, you guys talk about this over and over and over again. <laughs> you guys getting angry at these people isn't going to help. And it's like, no, bitch, but we can be angry. Like, it's just, when I think about it, and when you sit down and think about it, how much this past eight months have taken from people their jobs their fucking homes fucking family members 
And you guys still think that it's okay to be like traveling to fucking Cancun, traveling to fucking New York or something. It's like, where is your, where's your common sense? Like, and even with the shutdown, everybody's saying like, oh my God, you guys are taking away my rights. I can't go out past 10 PM. Bitch, what the fuck is open past 10 PM now? Nothing. Okay. I know you guys have your little jokes. Yeah. COVID when it's 10 PM, it's going to be like, you know, shut the fuck up. You guys know that's not. I'm getting well, here's to here. Let's, let's, let's. Like, I'm getting like, like, here's the, I, this is how I see it. Like people who are wanting to be out past 10, you know what they're doing. They're out to their dick appointments. They're out <laughs> drinking. They're out at bars. They're out at exactly. restaurants. I'm like, no, survive. Just, like, like that's what it comes down to is surviving. Do you want dick or yes. do you want to survive? Do you want alcohol <laughs> or do you want to survive? Like, and I feel like, okay. I feel like, yes, I miss the clubs just as much as anybody. I miss going out. For absolutely no fucking reason, just as much as everybody. But when I when I think about it, like what the fuck would did it cost you to stay indoors for the past eight months? And I'm not talking about essential workers here. Okay, people always bring up the fact the government didn't help us. That's why essential workers out are out. Yes, because they're essential. Okay. But you non-essential being person going to like the bar to get food and drinks with your friend you're not essential okay so when i talk shit i'm talking shit about you not about the essential workers okay so what did it cost you to stay indoors these past eight months what did you lose from staying indoors okay what did you lose what did you what did you like do you understand like do you get what i'm saying no i'm just listening i'm trying to get in because i'm just thinking about like really what goes on in people's minds when they're like upset at home and they're like i want to be out which like you said it before people who are upset are still going out people who are, are why are you mad why like you guys are the people who are not even abiding by the rules and they're like fuck it i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go to Huntington uh, beach and drink i'm gonna go to sharkies like you guys just sound so ignorant and stupid like stop being selfish it's like i know I'm popular. People are texting me. I know it's <laughs> a difficult time to like not think about yourself because everyone's mm-hmm. in a every, like we don't know what people are going through with money yeah. and family and illnesses and whatnot. <clears throat> like it's it's a whole lot of shit. Life's a bitch, but my logic or my mindset is I always try to make the best of the situation and try to look at the positive and everything. And hopefully you guys do too. Like we're not trying to bash on people. We're not trying to enlighten you. We're trying to give you insightful information to stay home because it's not necessary for you to be going out to fucking get drunk. Is that something? Honest, honestly, Costco sells tequila. You guys can buy some there. Drink at home. <laughs> it's cheap. $20 for like a huge bottle. Trust me. I bought like three. And it gets you drunk. Okay. It gets exactly. You drunk. <laughs> but um, the final thing I kind of want to talk about before we move on to our daily recaps of uh, uh, Housewives is black friday because i know i don't know about you but to me that's like one of the most important days you know of the year because i love to get my shopping done i love to buy i okay see, look I look at it this way. i have there's nine of us in the family there's seven <laughs> kids and then two parents so like bitch you know those deals i gotta save those coins i need to go out and buy shit so obviously this year i'm not gonna be going out to best buy and walmart target wherever the fuck i buy gifts and shit i gotta do it all online and like yes. That, that's okay like yeah i'm gonna miss the thrill of you know punching some lady in the face because i wanted a toaster no i'm just kidding i don't do that we don't support physical violence unless you're monique samuels against candace no i'm just kidding um yeah like i love shopping for other people so i'm definitely gonna miss going out and buying people gifts do you go black friday shopping or do you just like yes after you're done eating you're just like i'm plopped in bed that's it <laughs> 
actually, what, yeah, when Black Friday was more traditional and actually on fucking Friday, we used to go to like fucking Sears. We used to go to Sears, Walmart, um, Kohl's. We used to go do all that fun stuff when, you know, the doors opened at 5 a.m., not at 5 p.m. on Thursday. (laughs) Um, And I think it's funny that it took a pandemic for all these fucking stores, Walmart, Target, all of them to close on Thanksgiving. Finally give their, like when these- Jesus, seriously. When these can't be with their families, but whatever. (laughs) They finally finally gave them the day off. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to do all my shopping online this this year, I think the only thing my parents really want is um, they want to get like a good deal on a TV, but um, they like, they fucking, my dad loves going to the store, but my mom hates going to the store. So she's probably going to be like, uh, is a TV really worth it? Like, is it? <laughs> uh, like, yes. Yes, it is. Go up now. What are you doing? So um, I'm pretty sure that they'll probably like, that's probably something that they're going to buy as a TV. And I'm probably just going to try and get as many christmas gifts as i can even though you love giving gifts i don't because i'm a shitty gift giver i i I think i'm an amazing gift. i mean again everyone knows i'm fucking conceited and whatnot a little bit too confident um but i love buying gifts and i think i'm a great shopper my cue all six seven of my siblings be like no you fucking suck bitch you give a shitty gift (laughs) no that's probably your love language if you like getting gifts and you like giving gifts that's probably your love language but here's the thing i i prefer to give gifts mm-hmm. then get them then get them like i don't know because really? i want to again it's like an ego thing because if i'm receiving <laughs> gifts it's like okay i gotta give a great gift <laughs> but if i'm giving gifts and they really like it, it's like yeah bitch i did that but um, like i know you see i exactly, know you <laughs> exactly which i got a text earlier um i don't know if this deal lasts forever but there's a buy one get one free on fashion nova so people if y'all into clothes Go on Fashion Nova. Fashion Nova clothes don't fit me. Okay, they're they're clothes oh, offer. Even their Fashion Nova yeah. curve. I'm like, this is not for big bitches. Y'all know this is not for big bitches. So like a size please. twelve is curves <laughs> curvy for us. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that because I did. Um, I bought a dress for Fashion Nova curve one year, and it did fit me really well. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm just like, oh, this dress is very, very um curve it's very two year uh, curves it's uh, like oh 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 am i is this appropriate to wear outside <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus um <laughs> i think i'm gonna cut you off there because we need to dive right into our yes there's so much housewives because you know we're gonna talk so much shit i think i'm gonna go first we're gonna start off with the real houses of potomac my faves yes. so yes. let's just get started so the episode starts off and they're all just kind of <laughs> hanging out they go to a dock i believe right would you call that a dock um, um they're like all hanging yes. out by the ocean or whatever they're just like taking pictures hanging out and then <laughs> not much happened i like how they all comment i say i like but i hate actually how they all commented on ashley and her breast pumping and they're like oh my god ashley you're so extra and it's like sweetie free the nipple she's not doing anything wrong why are you guys being haters like what it's legal in europe okay so. exactly <laughs> And then Candace decides it's a great Candace decides that it's a great idea to perform her song, which if I have to choose between coffee and love and I see you, obviously I'm gonna pick coffee and love because that song, like anyone is an artist apparently nowadays. Like I don't know. What what is that? What is that? 
I was like, what am I watching? She's like, I see you. And she's like, just, I was like, no, girl, no. Started mm-hmm. twerking with her pancakes. It's just a mess. Um, then Giselle starts to kind of instigate what she does best. And she starts asking Candace, basically, like, do you trust Karen? Where's your relationship at? And she's kind of iffy. She's like, well, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't really know where her head is at. And she's kind of supporting Monique. And we can see that their relationship is kind of on the rocks. Like, it's, I think it's going to reach a breaking point. I don't know. Yep. So the funny slash random moment of this episode would have to be Ashley being like, she's going back to the hotel and she's like, I need to put some panties on. My thighs are chafing. Oh my God. And I'm like, why did Bravo, why did cameraman think it was a great idea to include that? Like y'all are so shady. Like the fuck. So then they go out for dinner and Karen decides to drink, which she drinks uh, champagne and they're kind of like, oh bitch, what happened to your ulcer? All of a sudden it's gone. Giselle's like, bitch, I Googled it. You could die from drinking just champagne while you have an ulcer i'm like you're such a fucking liar karen this is why the girls love to hate on you because you lie don't lie <laughs> own it own it own it own it um after that they kind of talk about the relationship as far as how it goes down when they're traveling and robin's like so do you guys send nudes and surprisingly i think a majority of them say no and she's like i have and ashley's like yes you send those nudes and then candace decides it's a great idea to take nudes in that moment and then send them to him which i was like where do they have a blanket but then i like watched it back and they like the restaurant like had blankets no it was an actual blanket because what the fuck because you know my sister was like why the fuck does she have a blanket in the middle of dinner but then i rewatched it, was a it. Fucking napkin. And yeah it was actually a blanket see this is um hospitality come on uh portugal come on come on um united states get get on it <laughs> So then they decide to ride in the sidecars, which I don't know if it was me, like, because I'm lame, but I thought that looked so much fun. That looked like a lot of fun, like the air blowing in their faces and seeing the beautiful country. Um, Portugal is a country, right? Yes. Love that. (laughs) Remember, I didn't know if it was in South America. Uh, Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So then they go to the Taverna de Poncha, which is just a tavern and they go here because they love it. Like if you were to take a shot every time they said poncha the past three episodes, you blacked out because like, I need to taste this. My (laughs) sister's like, we need to try this. Like, what is it? What do you think it tastes like? But it has rum. I'm not a rum drinker. I'm not white. I feel like it's a white people drink. I don't drink rum. What, what is rum in? Is it an eggnog? I was about to say maybe it'll taste like eggnog. (laughs) I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they look like they're having a lot of. You're like fun. I'm not white. <laughs> yeah, I'm not white. I'm brown. So then, while they're drinking their poncha, um, Robin, I forget her name. She's kind of irrelevant. Robin then reveals to the group that her website, which okay, I when I was editing last week's episode, I realized I said embellished. I mean, I said embezzled. <laughs> like embezzled. Ever since Giselle like said it, like last week and i watched it back and you're like laughing i'm like why is she laughing and i like replayed it a couple of times i'm like bitch i'm saying you did it on purpose no like she shouldn't have put that out in the universe because now i keep saying embezzled when it's i was like i was like wow Luis is shady he's really calling it embezzled but okay i mean come on her tech problems get it together but um all that to say that she reveals to the group that her website is up and running and they all kind of like have an orgasm of their own pictures. They're like, oh my God, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. And then they're like, wait, where's Karen? And Robin is like, well, her pictures weren't that great. So we decided to just crop her out. And Karen is not bothered. She cannot be more unbothered. She's like, it's fine. My favorite part of the episode, again, was her being like, thank you, next. And she drops her little $30 hat, which, okay, I went to the website because I'm not even kidding. I was like, what if I buy one for Daniela? I was like, that's going to be her Christmas gift. They're all sold out. 
and like the next ones are for early shipment in December. Oh That's my god! So Robin, said. Robin's actually making some. She's making some money. All right, she needs to pay back that tax return. Like, exactly, because you know, um, <laughs> for sure, her thirty dollars hats are gonna help pay her ninety thousand dollars tax. <laughs> That's great. So they go back to the hotel for lunch and they start talking about their relationships again. And Giselle's like, Jamal has always been affectionate. Like, he loves me. We love each other. Okay, let's talk about it real quick. This is, we've already established, like, to us, this isn't real, right? Like, this is, yeah. why does she feel the need to keep talking about it and be like, we love each other. We love each other. We talk on the phone, Skype. Oh my God. When she's like, when she's like, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I love just being friends, you know? When I'm having a bad day, I love talking to my friend. When I'm having a good day, I love talking to my friend. And she's trying to, like, equate it to, like, Karen's lifelong marriage to Ray and Ashley's fucking whatever the fuck it is with Michael. <laughs> oh, and no. It's like, <laughs> and I'm just like, girl, but see, the thing is, they're actually with their men. You're not. <laughs> yeah, hers is... Ugh, I'm waiting for this reunion because... Okay, see, I feel like that would be a the perfect team. indication. If Jamal were to show up at the reunion then mm-hmm. i'd be able to say it's a real relationship but we know damn well he's not going to be there exactly like, it's she's always the one without somebody there so a mess i'm Ooh. like giselle you're not sad you're always fucking alone get it together even ashley has michael come on out which is why which, which is why i think that she that's why she reached out to jamal and made this whole thing happen because she's the only one who never has somebody there at the reunion fighting like to defend her so yeah i don't know it's sad to think about it that way but still a mess so after that karen reveals to the group that she has a wig line which okay i kind of have a problem with her well technically it's a wig line but i saw her interview (laughs) with wendy on the wendy williams show yeah she basically said it was a collaboration which i think it's different to say you have a line of something than a Mm -hmm. collaboration because if you're famous anybody can reach out to you and be like let's collab on something and all you have to do is sign the check and that's it exactly but i guess more power to her she is coming out with the wig line according to her which (laughs) didn't sit too right well or didn't sit too well with um giselle of course her hating ass was like why is karen coming out with another business venture like she has this and that and i'm like the irony like you want to talk about karen all we know i know as far as business uh ventures that karen has um included herself in or whatever is the fragrance and now the wig line the irony. I was like, what? I'm like, your best friend is the one who was flipping <laughs> houses, even though we only saw one. She now has a hat line. She was thinking about buying trucks to, you know, use and sell and whatnot. Like, bitch, ca- call your friend out. Double standard. You're a mess. <laughs> Actually, um, did you see Ashley's face when Karen was like, I'm coming out with a wig line? Okay, she was triggered. <laughs> she said, bitch, what? Like, that was a bitch, what? If you guys are ever curious to see what a bitch, what face is, it was Ashley's. Because as soon as she said, yeah, I'm coming out the wig line. She was like, bitch, no. Of all people, like, rewind to season two, three, and four. Where you're well, like, the clip. Exactly. <laughs> I would have loved if the producers had, like, Which, why the didn't they? I think time. that shows you that they have favorites. Because I, I think anyone <laughs> watching, any fan watching, expected to see the throwbacks of all the time. Exactly. I would have liked to see where she, her fucking wig did shift. And she had to, like, fix it. Stupid. A mess. Oh, my gosh. I was like, roll the clip. <laughs> they kind of end that conversation with, robin because she's like so i only have one question is monique invited she says mm-hmm. no she is not because i don't think it'd be a great idea for everyone to be around each other and i don't want to mess which spoiler alert she does end up going so after that they all start getting ready for their dominatrix party which i guess was kind of a random thing they just wanted to have some fun love that for them <laughs> giselle tells robin to okay so at this point everyone's starting to you know 
enter the little boardroom where they're having a little party. And Giselle tells Robin to slam the dildo like on the table, which we love the fact. I don't know if you noticed it, but they had that emoji covering it. The eggplant. <laughs> the eggplant emoji covering it in the windows and the reflection <laughs> on it. It was just in the like, fucking. Um, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead, but in their little discussion. They have still had the eggplant emojis. Yeah, and I'm I like, just like, y'all are screaming is- at each other and the emoji's still floating on it. A mess. <laughs> so Giselle tells her to slam it and Robin gets it and hits it against the table. And in that moment, I was like, bruh, I would not want to fuck her. Like, what are you doing? Do you think this is sexy? Like, what do you... <laughs> Poor one. That's why one cheated on your ass because you're out here slamming dicks on tables. Like, what? <laughs> I don't get it. And they were all like, Robin, what, what are you doing? <laughs> A mess. <laughs> then Robin decides to comment on Karen's look. She's like, you look like Cruella DeVille. And they're all laughing, kikiing, whatever. And then she gets triggered and she's like, you look like a hooker off the street, bitch. And they're like, that's the point, idiot. <laughs> Which if we're going to get into looks, I think my favorite had to be Candace. When I saw her, I was like, she went all in. I'm like, like oh, she knows a good thing. I'm like, you want to have a baby? Um, Fly out to Long Beach. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And then the no. worst, the worst, I'm sorry, it's a tie between Wendy and Robin because what were they wearing? One was Cruella DeVille. I mean, I hate Karen so much I'm talking shit about her even though I'm not trying to. <laughs> we have Robin and we have Wendy. Wendy was wearing a trench coat. I don't know about you, but what is sexy about a black trench coat covering everything? Because the idea is that she has nothing underneath. Well, that's a dumbass idea. <laughs> And then we have Robin, who is wearing, I don't know if she, like, miss, like, she didn't understand it, but you were supposed to be sexy. What was sexy about her outfit? She had black, like, leggings or I black. Think her, her and Karen definitely missed the mark in my mind. I was like, oh, y'all didn't really, y'all didn't really do the whole dominatrix theme. Okay, okay. Candace comes in and blows everybody out of the water. I was like, oh. Candace, <laughs> I'll just say, I liked Candace's episode. Um, then um, they start playing their little games and they're like, let's be a question game. And they kind of just get to know each other, like as far as like what they like sexually and the craziest things they've done. Some of the things they talked about was like, when was the last time you masturbated? When was the last time you gave a blow job? And they're kind of like, everyone for the most part is like saying that they, they did it like before they left on their trip. And then mm-hmm. Karen says, well, I have retired my mouth. And they're all kind of like, what, what? And I'm like, this is exactly why you guys are having marital problems because Ray's not satisfied. I'm mad. And then Giselle's over here like, if he's not getting from me, he's getting from somebody else. Which I'm like, you again, the irony. You know, Dambo, he has six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten baby mamas. You are not together. Like, stop. So oh they're all just God. having fun. Karen talks about how she has a vibrating pillow where she just lays over and just puts it on her pussy. And I'm like, we love that for you. We love that for you very honest with one another this they s- never before seen me like what's happening right now <laughs> seriously i was like is this the grand dame the grand dame is sharing this with us season one grand dame was all about etiquette 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 she would she not be saying <laughs> she'd be like this is not the party for me <laughs> it's funny because after that they all kind of like start performing like their little sexual acts like they're just dancing and having a good time i think the person who probably was enjoying it the most was ashley I was about as to she say. was like, as she was dancing on Robin, putting her face all up in her, and I was like, "We love that. We love this for you." Um, and then she starts like riding Karen, like gyrating on her. <laughs> it was a whole lot of sun. I was like, "That Karen is probably like, I'm gonna 
duplicate this tape and I'm gonna keep it <laughs> myself because it was a whole lot of something. Oof. Not the camera, man. <laughs> I'm like, we'll be back. I'm gonna take a break. I'm the leshy. You got me dying over here. Like, okay, no, I thought it was funny when she was just like, this is a whole side of Candace I've never seen. I like it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I shot enemies. When she talked talked about (laughs) Candace in her outfit, she was like, "This is I didn't expect her to enjoy it this much. I like it." And I was like, "Whoa, are y'all about to fuck?" Like, (laughs) DFTI. But um, so I think it was clear and obvious to everyone that that was probably the most fun they've had in a while with the whole drama. Mm -hmm. You know, good things don't always last. So let's bring on the drama. Well, before that, they start talking about more of their incidents. And again, Ashley, they're like, who has the most craziest sexual story encounter, whatever. And Ashley's like, well, there was this one time at a concert. Um, I saw a cute little girl and basically I got fingered, which I was like, bruh, like. <laughs> what is that? I, um, I had the same thought as Candace. What the fuck is happening at these EDM concerts? Yeah, I was like, maybe I need to start listening to some EDM music and go to concerts. All the people no. I know in the past, y'all need to hit me up. Let's go to some fucking concerts once COVID is over because I'm trying to get uh, COVID. But um, yeah, they're all kind of just laughing, enjoying themselves, having a good time. And then shit hits the fan because it's time for Ashley to reveal to the group, specifically Mo- uh, Candace, that Monique asked her to write a safe statement for her and she did it um she kind of says well i did it because we've had so many incidences i'm trying to be there for my friend and they all just they're triggered and they're livid wendy calls it a character assassination um i don't call it a character assassination i mean i don't see it that way because she's stating facts and if like she's trying to be there for her friend and if she's stating Mm -hmm. facts like if you had nothing to worry about and you were such a great amazing person then you wouldn't have anything to worry about her like but you're not a good person because you're constantly running your mouth. You're constantly getting in arguments. You're constantly doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I just find it funny how they can call out Ashley for writing a letter, but they don't call out other people when they do stupid shit. Like, I don't know. What are you like? What do you think? Am I reaching? or? <clears throat> I think, okay. I said this last week, but it would have, yes, it would have been different if it was just a statement defending Monique. Like, I know she's a good mother. I know she's, so I understand the part where they're like, why are you assassinating Candace's character? But when you sit back and think about it, Candace did do something to Ashley. So it's like if, I don't, I hope this doesn't come out wrong, but it's like as if um, Monique and Candace, let's say they were in a relationship or something, and it came out that Monique, was abusing Candace and Candace is charging, pressing those charges, right? But Candace used to be an abuser in another relationship, which like wouldn't have to apply to this, but sometimes it does apply. And um, Monique is reaching out to a past partner of Candace to say, oh, this is what's happening. Like, um, can you relay the fact that she used to abuse you in your relationship? Do you get me? Yeah. Sounds like, no, that's just like an analogy. You know? I get what you're saying. Like your your hands are not clean in all of this. So mm-hmm. don't try to act like they are. And for you to try to. I mean, what I liked about this part was, well, I'll get into it. But basically, you know, Wendy, who I'm sorry, there's I believe two more episodes left. I'm done with you, Wendy. You shouldn't <laughs> come back. I'm done. Like we still have the reunion. We'll see what you do there. But I don't expect much from you. I'm done with you. She calls it snake shit. And now she's like, 
bitch, what are you, what are you saying, mumbling? What are you? (laughs) And she's like, I'm saying you're moving like a snake because you took an opportunity to attack Candace and you did it. And now she's just defending herself, being like, well, how is it snake shit if I'm here standing up to her and I'm telling her? What's your problem? Candace gets mad, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then Ashley's like, well, I respect that. That's great. You can have your opinion. And then gracefully walks out. Karen, I don't know why I thought it was a good idea for her to stay. She should have walked out when Ashley did because then she's like, I I get what you guys are going through, but I'm neutral. I'm neutral. Candace gets mad. (laughs) Which I'm like, yeah, you from what we've seen, you kind of aren't, but whatever. Keep keep buying. Keep trying to make that narrative. Um Candace is mad and she's like, you're you're buying into her bullshit. She's a fucking liar. How can you stand by a pathological liar? And they're just kind of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Eventually, they just get up. Everyone goes to the room. And probably one of the scenes where I was most excited about, Ashley decides to call Michael and Candace decides to call Chris. I feel like they purposefully... Um, included this in the episode because they're setting up for the fight that happens in the finale between mm-hmm. the two couples. Um, but basically, Ashley calls Michael and she tells him, I told her she was upset. She said that I was this, that, and the other. And then Candace tells Chris that Ashley's an idiot for writing it. And then Chris started getting a little heated. He's like, yeah, she's a clown. Why is she doing that? Monique has talked, Monique has talked all this shit about her, her and Michael. So I don't know why they're trying to be buddy buddies with her. And it kind of just ends with them like being over it and emotions are high. Like Michael even goes to say that Ashley could have, I don't know if he like was alluding to pressing charges, but he was like, you could have done a lot worse to Candace when yeah. she threw that knife at you. It was criminal. And I'm like, I don't know about that, but yeah, emotions <laughs> are high. And that's basically where the episode ends. I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on the episode overall? Like it's messy. It was very messy. I just, uh, I, I don't want to be biased. Like I'm, but part of me is like, ugh, Candace, like you can't expect everybody, you can't expect everybody to be on your side. This is not about sides. Like this is like, yes, she hit you. Okay. Yes. You press charges. Okay. Yes. She's pressing charges back, but it's like, bitch, you can't expect everybody to be on your side. I'm like, this isn't Candace. This isn't Ashley. Like trying to be like, you're a criminal too. It's not, it's She's just trying to defend her friend, which I've already said, her and Monique friendship is uh, a loose term I would use, but whatever. Girl, bye. (laughs) My only thing is that at the end when they were calling their husbands, I was like, these white men got a lot to say about other black women. So I'm just going to leave it there. Which, okay, I think that's what I'm most, I don't want to say excited. It sounds wrong, but I think I'm most excited to see Chris and all this. And I'm talking about Monique's Chris, because Mm -hmm. you're right, these old white men are talking a lot of this sh- all this shit about these black women but chris has never really involved himself in any kind of drama even with the whole ashley said you know monique was a drunk driver whatever whatever we've never really seen him get involved and speak to the other women i feel like this season reunion it's gonna change i feel like he not only has a right but he should yeah. do it like he needs to stand up for not only her name but his name because yeah if we recall there's the whole Sharice uh, talking about those rumors that Chris is not Chase's father. And at that point, it's like, all bets are off the table. You want to talk that shit? Well, bitch, I'm going to talk my shit too. So I'm excited. I like I like that about Monique's Chris is that he has no problem telling her when she's in the wrong. Like, obviously, when she hit Candace, he was like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, that's not who you are. You let her 
bring you down to that level or you let these women bring you down to that level. But I also like that um, in the face of everybody else, he's able to like be like, yes, she was wrong, but you also need to step up, like step back. Like you also need to, um, I just think back to Candace's wedding when Giselle tried to like approach her. And then he was just like, and Chris knows that like Monique was wrong to invite, um, what's the fucking guy's name? Her ex, Giselle's ex, Walter Norman. What was his name? Norman. <laughs> was it Norman? Who are you talking about? Giselle's ex. What Giselle's ex? ex. Not Jamal, but the other guy. What's his fucking name? He's irrelevant. Continue. Oh, sorry. So when she invited his ex on the show, and then Chris was like, "Yeah, she was wrong to invite her, but she's also pregnant, so you need to back up, Giselle." You know, Kendall. So I like Kendall, the girl. The Kendall, girl yeah. yeah, when Giselle. Say Walter no, Norman. <laughs> um, when see, I'm fucking scrambled right now. When Monique invited Kendall on the show, and Chris was like, at Candace's wedding, Chris was like, "Oh yeah, like." I understand you guys have beef, but she's also pregnant. So I need you to like step back. Okay. So I like that he has no problem telling Monique, like she needs to calm down. But I also like that he's able to defend her. Unlike sometimes with, he's able to defend her without like trying to get in the middle of the drama, like other husbands in other franchises. Which before we go into Salt Lake City, I saw that they released the looks of the women for their reunion. Who's your favorite and whose was your least favorite? My favorite had to be oh fuck, not not Wendy. That's for sure. Hers looks like a prom dress. <laughs> um, oh god, the quinceanera dress. And Monique is usually one of my favorites. Like one of I usually like her her reunion looks, but this one I didn't. I wasn't really fond of. I have to say, like you're gonna fucking hate me, but I have to say, I think Robin or Karen. I, like I was gonna say, sh- please do not say Robin. Robin. This oh. was kind of plain. Hers was plain. That color so, was disgusting. You don't like the yellow? That I, was I like not the yellow. yellow. That was them. shit diarrhea brown. I hate you. I liked their dresses. I liked all of their dresses, but my favorite had to have been like Karen's. I felt like she was like. And who's your least queen? favorite? Wendy's. Hers just looked like a tacky prom dress. Like the bedazzled part of it. I didn't like it. I don't know why Ashley thought it was a great idea to wear the cape. Like, even if you remember, <laughs> she's wore those wings before. And I stand. So, hers is great. But I, I knew I had to say, probably my favorite was Karen. I liked how yeah. she looked. I don't know if it was, like, like a sheer thing over it. I don't know. She looked good. My least favorite would have to be Robin. She looked like uh, a butterball turkey, sweetie. That was not a flattering dress. Ew. I can't with you. I liked hers because it was, like, simple. I'm like, I think I was just comparing it to Wendy's. but She like, looked. You know what she looked like? It reminded me of. Eva's um, intro dress to season 12, 11. I don't know if you saw that season, but go back and look for it because it's a very similar ugly dress. But um, yeah, I think it's time for us to transition and talk about these white ladies. So, Daniela, take it away. Oh my gosh, yes. Salt Lake City, we love our, our new pride and joy. So we start off this second episode where it ended last week, which is where Jen's storming off to her room after she confronts Mary about the fucking hospital smell comment. <laughs> Oh, and so Jen goes into her room and she's like, she's like fucking going off. She's like, this fucking bitch is going after my family. Never go after my family. I'm just like, girl, calm down. <laughs> and everybody's following her and they're like all her friends, including Heather. And they're just telling her that, you know, you're not in the wrong for confronting her. Like, um, and then 
I don't know about you, but I didn't like the comment that Jen made about how like she should be lucky that she said something along the lines like she should be lucky I like even talked to her or something. She said something. I remember she said like, oh, she should be thankful I let her in my circle. And then yes. Heather's asked his circle. It's a like, privilege to be I'm in like, your circle. No. And I was like, um, anyways, let's let's not say that it's a privilege. If this is the kind of like friendship devotion that I'm going to be expecting from Heather, I don't want it. I need her to take it back because this is not this is not it. So um jen's jen's calling her like a jen's calling mary like a fucking christmas tree and heather's like it's a loofah babe and i'm like girl anyways i don't know if y'all trying to read her or something but yeah not it you're doing something shut the fuck (laughs) up and wipe those tears so mary is outside with meredith and she's just like telling her like about how jen stormed off and she's like Mary goes into Jen's room to apologize to her as Jen's like fucking going off. And the switch that flips in Jen, I'm like, this bitch is, this bitch is weird. She's like, first she's like going off with all her friends. And then when Mary comes in, she's like, hello, Mary. Did you need to speak to me? And I'm just like, fucking annoying. I can't stand this bitch. I'm like, this bitch is, she's going berserk. And then she calms down and Mary, which to me, I was just like, Mary, you don't have to apologize you didn't really say anything wrong it is kind of like offhanded like you don't just say out loud it smells like hospital but what like you don't have to apologize and so she apologizes to her and Jen like hugs her and she's just like oh my god like I appreciate the apology and you think that that that's it for now but according to the episode three preview we know that that's not it we know this feud has not been put to rest and um so then moving Which, on from what let me, I want to comment before you move yeah, on. Yeah. I think my favorite part of that was the fact that Meredith came in and she said, I don't care if who's right and who's wrong. Y'all need to squash <laughs> shit and let's move the fuck it's my birthday. Exactly. Like what? I don't know. She's like, Jen, this is my party. You're not allowed to cry. <laughs> Which Jen so then, looked like she wanted to fight Mary. She was like huffing and puffing. I was like, sweet. She did. I was like, I'm really confused, Jen. Again, she just said it smells like hospital. She didn't say you were built like a hospital. She didn't say <laughs> your legs got cut off. Like, nobody's saying that. Like, girl, calm down, please. So moving on, we go back out to the party where things are about to get more tense. So Whitney, which... I've already said she's a sweetheart. She's very soft-spoken. She goes up to Lisa, um, you know, our Ciudad tequila Lisa. And she just, you know, she's thanking her for the tequila gift that she gave her for her wedding vow renewal, along with the bartenders that she gifted her for the wedding vow renewal. So she's like, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And then she's like, but, um, I just have to tell you that, I don't know why the fuck Whitney thought it was okay to give this in-person Yelp review, but I was like, okay, girl. And she's just like, she lets her know that her bartenders weren't, like Lisa's bartenders weren't professional. And she's just like, they left my house trashed and they got into our top shelf tequila. And then Lisa's like offended, which I'm like, girl, she's not saying that you suck. She's just saying that like your bartenders were a little unprofessional. Which rightfully so. If you're supposed to be working, why are you being annoying, breaking shit, touching shit that you're not supposed to? Exactly. Why are you fucking drinking like the people's tequila? Drink Lisa's tequila. Don't drink their tequila. So then um, to add to the offense, when like fucking, um, when Lisa's like, babe, I sent tequila for like 500 people. Like our tequila's like top shelf. And then Whitney's like, oh, well, they got into our top shelf tequila or something. And then Lisa's like, she says something about how her tequila's like, yeah. So she said her tequila's top shelf. And then fucking Whitney in her confessional was like, um, I have my Casamigas in the back. <laughs> it was like, oh. <laughs> 
Uh, I no, was like, not the Casamigos. I was like, I live. <laughs> Fuck your Vita tequila. I was like, girl, there's no reason for you to be getting worked up like this. Like, calm down. Because rightfully so, again, they're working her party. They shouldn't be getting trashed. They shouldn't be touching her stuff. They should be fucking working, dumbass. She took so, it as a personal, like, she took she it as did. a personal attack. And she's coming from my um, businesses. From my business, my reputation. And I'm just like, girl. I'm like, again, no, she's people not. who are arguing are not really listening. You're just... <laughs> getting hyped i was like she's not even being ungrateful she thanked you for it but now she's gonna tell you oh also this happened i just want to let you know so maybe you can um you know reprimand them or give like i don't know how you run your business maybe you can give them consequences if you want to or maybe that's not something that you do or something that you feel like you need to do but i'm just gonna tell you and so lisa fucking makes it a point in her confessional that she's like what whitney does with her gift is up to her sorry if i give you a chanel necklace and you choke on it and i'm like fuck lisa i fucking hate you but the way you use your words is really fucking hilarious like you crack me up no she's getting on her <laughs> she's something she, else so then she leaves the party. And this is another thing that I don't like about her is that she thinks that it's okay, like, to do this. Like, she thinks that it's okay to talk about people like they're beneath her. And I tweeted this. Y'all are talking about Jen. Y'all are talking about Mary. We are not focusing on the true mean girl, which is Lisa Barlow. Okay? Thank you. Because then she's, like, telling Meredith, I have to leave. Okay? I don't care what trash does or what they say um, and say that I'm doing something that's not good. And I'm like, Whitney's not trash, okay? She's still a homeworker, yes, but she's not trash. Oh, um, <laughs> no, not according to her. Not according to her. So then she leaves. And, you know, I'm just like, girl, you are you try to act tough, but it seems like you're a little sensitive, okay? Um, and we can't deal with sensitive people, so get out. So <laughs> she's my problem with Lisa is that she's quick with her words and everything. Like, I thought that was funny when she's like, I don't care if you choke on it, but... I just don't like that she thinks she's better than everybody. I don't know about, like, what about you? Yeah, no, I can, like, I told myself that I was going to, like, stand her because she had, like, this quick wittiness, but no, yeah, she's coming across as very mean girl, very bitchy, unnecessarily, like, just stop, stop. And this is why I was like, oh, I called them the brunette baddies, but um, I'm going to have to take it back because we don't stand Lisa in this household. (laughs) So, like, um, then after that, that whole fucking debacle, which I'll come back to in a second. Obviously, Jen's cleaning up. So I was like, we don't need this with her fucking thousand assistants. I will say, though, before I move on, um, Jen, Jen's son, Sharif Jr., if you're listening, this is me shooting my shot. I think you're very cute. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> but you can say this about Candace, but I can't say anything about Sharif Jr. No comment. <laughs> So then um, moving on after fucking Jen's lying to her husband about how big the party was, as if the fucking episode isn't going to air in the next year. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you're dumb. <laughs> moving on, we go to Whitney. And we get to know her a little bit better, which um, this part where we got to know her a little bit better really like made me like her a little bit more. I don't know about you, but I was she's like, talking oh. to her father. Well, she's talking to her father and she's I, like, telling us about her upbringing. Loki, like, might have shed a tear. I was like, oh my God, this is so sad. Like, it was. She, I, she does seem more likable, more relatable. And I, I'm starting to like her a lot more as the episodes progress. I thought it was very vulnerable. I was like, shit, she's really telling us everything she thinks about the Mormon church, about her upbringing, about, you know, how the Mormon church treated her father when he came out about his addiction and everything. And um, I like that she brought up the fact that, like, um, you know, the Mormon church didn't help us. And even though like all my life when I was being 
raised, they were like, oh, we're a community, we'll always have your back. But then like when my father, you know, developed his addiction, it's like, where were you guys then? You know, so I liked, I liked her vulnerability. I liked, you know, the fact that she was just so fucking transparent about it. I was like, ooh, this bit, I like her. Like I'm starting to like her a little bit. Um, Cause yes, she's sweet, but I also like the fact later on that she stands up for herself and I'll talk about that later, but we move from one dark scene about addiction to another very uncomfortable scene about Meredith and Seth, which I don't know about you. I didn't know they were separate. Or I didn't even. Think I had no idea. I you? was like, I was kind of shook. I was like, wait, what? You guys are separated? People, yeah, people were like, how did you guys not know he lives in Chicago? And I'm like, yeah, but they made it seem like he lives there because he works or like how? Yeah, because like, of part-time. their separate business. I didn't know they were separated. And I was like, and they had a joint confessional. So I was really confused. So we move on to that scene where they're having dinner and she's like, oh, before, you know, before we like start, you know, having a little fun, what do you want to talk about? And then he's like, I want to know if you've told anybody we're separated. And I was just like, like pause. I was like, gasp, what? You guys are fucking separated. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, no shit. Like it made me rethink his whole birthday surprise from the episode before. Which then but- it, made, it made it clear to me. Uh, I think it was a little more clear that or the reason mm-hmm. why Brooks is staying at home and kind of yes because if taking a break off like from school because if his they're separated mm-hmm. and then the girl goes to school like and then he goes to school who's gonna be spending with his time? mom yeah okay. yeah exactly so i was just like oh shit like fuck i didn't even know they were separated which side note i'm rooting for them but at the same time i'm not rooting for them well, this you want to just... fuck him because you said he was cute <laughs> oh i thought he was handsome so this scene i don't know about you but was really uncomfortable to watch when they were talking about like trust and their relationship and everything and he's just like well then show me your phone you never show me your phone and i was just like i know i've never been in a serious relationship but i don't think trust is about being able to see your partner's phone but i did understand his part where he's just like even like you being a little bit jealous about if I'm doing something would even just show me that you cared about me because it's like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Like if she's acting like she doesn't care if you're fucking somebody in Chicago, then it's like to her, it's already the end. Like just give me the divorce papers. Which she then I saw posted something on Instagram being like, cause I guess either a fan or a cast member. I don't remember who commented on their situation. <laughs> and she was like, I don't see how it could be cheating when we're both dating other people. And I was like, wait, so y'all are dating other people. Like, I just, why haven't you guys gotten a divorce? What? Exactly. I was just like really confused. And then in his confessional, I just felt, I was just like, fuck, that's even more uncomfortable, uncomfortable because you guys are doing joint confessionals and you guys are separated and potentially even present day, they're still separated. So it's like, not only do you have to like talk about it on camera, like about your separation and about how you don't trust her and you want her to be jealous or something now you guys have to do confessionals together (laughs) and you have to answer questions point what's the point exactly i did feel bad for him when he's like oh yeah i'm not talking to anybody else or i'm not dating anybody else and i hope it's reciprocated and meredith's just like fucking quiet in the confessional and my sister was like (laughs) she's fucking somebody else yeah she was like she's not showing her phone because it's a phaedra situation she has a chocolate on the side she yeah she has somebody on the side i'm like no well i hope somebody's you never know oh no I, yeah I, I like her but I was just like ooh, this is not I was like <laughs> I feel so bad for y'all like not only but then as a viewer I'm like ooh, this is something this is juicy I'm never this oh, is God. okay <laughs> I'm terrible but yeah that 
entire scene, I just like really felt bad for both of them because I was like, oh, we watching a marriage crumble right in front of our eyes. But um, okay. So then moving on from that, um, that's when Heather and Meredith, like the next day or something, they're talking about how they should have a ski trip or whatever. And then I'm not sure if I wrote this in my notes, right? I'm hoping that I did, but Lisa's scene with her husband is first, correct? Where um, she's like talking to her husband. She's like, you'll never guess what happened last night or two nights ago at Meredith's party. Before they go on the ski trip. Yeah, before, before they, they go on the ski yeah, trip. Yeah. And her husband, this fucking this is hilarious. She's like talking and talking and talking. And she's like, yeah, this bitch like bashed our business. And then her husband's like, do you want listening or do you want feedback? <laughs> He is so tuned out. He Brand. Have- I was like, he does not fucking. Yeah, I was like, he does not give a fuck what you're saying. He does not give a fuck what Whitney said about your business or what you think she said about your business, but whatever. So she's like telling her husband, and then she's like, "Oh, don't worry. Um, I've already talked to her, so we're all good now." And then you see in the next scene when Heather and Whitney are getting skis or getting their shoes clean or something before they go on the ski trip. Um, Whitney shares with Heather about the whole incident and she's like oh um Lisa we did have a conversation after the party and Lisa basically like in not so many words threatened me she basically said that oh um keep in mind how you speak about my business because I know a lot of things about you and then she kind of hinted to the fact that Whitney might be a swinger which for those of you who don't know a swinger is like you guys have an open relationship and you guys basically switch partners and it's basically like a community. And Whitney says that in Utah, it's like a big community, especially with like the Mormon culture and polygamy and everything. So she's like, but personally, my husband and I were not swingers. And I was like, ooh, ooh, Lisa is going for Which the again, just like, adds Bitch. to the narrative or just shows you that she's a mean girl. Like, why are you- Exactly. Like, why are you bringing that up? The only it thing has- that I'm upset about is that the fact that they didn't air this conversation. I'm like, was this over the phone? Exactly. Was this FaceTime? Was this text? Like, show us what really happened. Because then they get exactly. into it later on. But it's kind of like, you don't know if it's like black and white or there's a gray exactly. area. Because we didn't, we didn't witness it. I personally think Lisa did do it just because of how quick she is to deny it. But I'll get into that. So defensive. Yes. I'll get into that when we get to the dinner. But, um, you know, Whitney's basically telling Heather all this. And then Heather is like, no, yeah, totally. I relate because she says that she doesn't know me, even though we went to fucking college together and we were friends. And so um, Whitney's like, oh, well, yeah, of course. Like, I want to talk to her about it. And Heather's like supporting her and everything. And then we get into the trip, into the whole trip thing. And these bitches, Jen, Lisa, and Mary were like, we're going to be on the bunny hill, so we're going to come dressed to the nines, bitch, okay? I'm going to come in Gucci. I'm going to come in fucking couture ski suits, okay? <laughs> and then the other bitches are like, aren't we snowboarding? Aren't we skiing? Aren't we going on the big Which, hill? Which, <laughs> when they were showing clips of them going down the hill, I thought it was so cool. Personally, I've never been to like- Me neither. So, but that looks so cool. I was like, wait, that's like actually really cool. Like, oh my God. I'd be on the bunny hill. So let's not even talk about that. I'd be on the bunny hill. Which, (laughs) before you go further into it, my funny random moment of this episode would have to be when they show the division of the groups and they're like panning over to every individual girl and then they show Mary and she's just plopped on the ground. She waits a couple of seconds and then starts (laughs) making snowy. The instructors. I was like, I love you. The instructor's like, oh, snow angels. How cute. Exactly. These girls are children to them, apparently. So then um, after the ski, after they're all done skiing or in the middle of skiing, 
Meredith, uh, before I move on to the dinner, Meredith, Heather, and Whitney have a conversation. And Whitney just shares with Meredith that Lisa, you know, um, basically said that she's going to share things about Whitney that are untrue. She doesn't want to bring up the swingers comment just because she doesn't want people to focus on the swinger rumor. But um, Meredith, which I don't know about you, but this, when Meredith was defending Lisa, which I don't even think she was defending Lisa, it was different to me from when Heather like tries to defend Jen. She's like, it would be a privilege to be in your circle. I thought Meredith was Maybe because I like her, but it's like she was being non. <laughs> she was being unbiased in my opinion. Yeah, like, like what she was oh, saying like, made sense. And I feel exactly, like if you're from the outside like us, if we're if you're on the outside looking in, her logic she it's showing that she has logic as opposed to Heather, where she kind of like let me suck your dick, let me eat your ass out. Like exactly. she's so kiss assy. It's like oh, yes. I hate. What I hate more than a fucking liar is someone who kisses ass. I yes. that's not how I roll. Who kisses ass with liars, like with people who need? Yeah, it makes one. no sense. Like, what exactly. is this nonsense? So I was just like, Meredith isn't just blindly devoted to Lisa. Like, she's actually trying to just be like, oh, you know, maybe talk to her about it and see where she was coming from because um, I've known Lisa this long, so I feel like maybe she was trying to be a big sister. But then again, I'm not Lisa. I can't say that she was being a big sister, so you should just talk to her about it. And I like, I was like. Yeah, finally, someone who's like not just someone's fucking lab dog and trying to just bark for them. Like, that's this is not the case. So, we move on to the dinner and they're all talking and they get into the topic about being judgmental. And then that's when Brittany, Brittany, Whitney, <laughs> we have Whitney, a seventh housewife, <laughs> Brittany. Welcome, Brittany, to the stage. Whitney, um, that's when she brings up the whole thing about Lisa being judgmental. And she's like, well, Lisa, I feel like you're very judgmental. You know, um, you you did say that you were going to spread like an untrue uh, statement about me to other people just because I asked you, I told you about your, your bartenders or something. And I think Lisa, this is the thing. Whitney does not give a fuck about the swingers rumor. I don't even think she cares about the swingers rumor. To her, she just didn't like that Lisa thought she could, like, do that. Like, like, oh, um, I'm just going to be a mean girl and spread this rumor about you. And I think Lisa was surprised that Whitney would even stand up for herself. I didn't think she, I don't think she thought Whitney was going to stand up for herself. So, which, before when, you move on again, sorry, because yeah. on no, no, Twitter, no, yeah. I don't know if you saw, there was an article, or not an article, an interview that Jen gave basically talking about how it was so bitchy and so mean girl of Whitney to confront Lisa and talk shit about her business and call her trash and then what and I'm like I don't think it was and Lisa quote tweeted it and she said it's way better to spill tequila no she said way it's way better to spill tea than tequila and then Whitney replied which I stand now she was like you should pass that message along to your bartenders and by the way stop sending Jen to do your dirty work I thought we had a clean slate like I'm glad Whitney's standing up to Lisa and Jen exactly. at this point and defending her name because it's like you're not going to keep tarnishing my name stop calling me this that and exactly. the other and not expect repercussions then heather joins the conversation about uh lisa being judgmental and heather's like well you you are judgmental like and you have this air about how you think you're better than everyone and i know firsthand because you say that we don't know each other when we do know each other we went to college 20 years ago and for you to say that you don't know me, but you do remember that apparently I flashed my tits. <laughs> like, like that just shows that you do know me, which I never, one, I've never flashed my tits. Um, I was an honor code girl, blah, blah, blah. And two, that just shows that you care enough to 
like judge me. And Lisa goes, um, I don't care enough about you to judge you. And I was like, again, what? mean girl spirit. Like you're so like, bitchy again, for no reason. I was like, you say that, but then you brought up the flashing tits comment. And then to even like further prove that she does care enough about these people to fucking judge them. Um, she like talks about how she's like, Heather, you sent me a thumbs up emoji. That's like fucking that's universal code for fuck you. And I was like, what? Which I was like, and is this like, a white people thing? Because to me, if I send a text message, just the emoji, the thumbs up to me, it's like, Hey, it's like, thank K. you. I was like, wait, is this a white person thing? Because what the fuck is universal text code? And then Heather's like, no, two thumbs up is fuck you. And I was like, what? I sent, Oh my God, I sent thumbs up all the time to people. No, it's, <laughs> I was like, am I telling them fuck you? And I was like, no, it's not. Thing. I was like, if anything, to me, fuck you is when someone sends you like that little upside down smiley face. Like, okay, yeah, like sarcastic, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, what? Can we get this straight on the universal text code? Because I don't think you guys yeah, understand what either so one stupid. of you is saying. Yeah. So, I think I was like, you guys are fucking stupid. So then Lisa like yells at Heather and Whitney and she's just like, sorry if I made you feel bad. And I'm like, what a fucking genuine apology i love it so much she's like so like how do you what's the I'm word? just like you are so, so like, passive aggressive she's so yes. like, condescending it's like okay i'm cool i'm cool you're cool yes i'm done let's i said i'm sorry so move on like so move on. on sorry that i hurt your feelings i'm that, like that's not an apology that is not an apology no one ever could i've never considered that an apology she gives me teddy vibes which is like I'm just such a chill person that I just don't care when people are like so so like um crazy and like off the wall because I'm so chill, you know. She's, and I'm just like, oh, uh, you're annoying else. as fuck. You're too much. <laughs> and this this brings up the fact like last week when you were like, there's always gonna be that two person friendship that people like, um, or that people like one person and people don't like the other. Exactly. And I think about it, Heather and Jen. People like Heather. People don't like Jen. Lisa and Meredith, people like Meredith, people don't I like told, Lisa. I, I know my shit. Like, I, it's so obvious. <laughs> so that, we leave off the episode there, like at the dinner. And um, we get a preview for next week, which um, shows us that Jen's not over the Mary thing. She expects people, just like Candace, to be her yes men. And oh God. Um, they did come out with the episode three a little bit earlier, but we're going to talk about that next week because we want to have some material for you guys. Okay. So I don't know that about concludes the episode is pretty, it was pretty good as well. I like what they've been giving us. I know we're only episode two episodes in, but it's like, <laughs> we got a vow renewal. We got a separation. We got a fucking drug addiction like swingers like there's a lot of things going on i honestly have to say that i i'm already i'm really liking this uh this series because yeah yeah there's a lot of drama a lot of funny moments a lot of memeable things like these women are something else i'm excited i'm excited one thing i didn't bring up which um you're gonna fucking love but during the dinner (laughs) they're fucking talking and mary's just like oop Oops. I was going to say, my funny random moment, I don't know if I already it was said Mary. one. Was, was Mary, Mary the dinner. Like, with every comment, she would make a face and be like, oh, oh. I was like, Mary is Can so... Can we just start over? Oh, like, what is going on? I was like, I love her and I hate it. Like, I just, she's so fucking memeable. Like, I love her. I was just like, you are a character and I feel like you're going to go far in this series. Because the fact that this dinner could be going on and these three bitches are fighting. But in my mind, all I can think about is you going, oh, like... <laughs> that just shows you she's a strong and character i think so this I like is her. why which spoiler alert i hate jen even more after episode three but we'll get it oh really week. um 
I think what Jen thought she was going to do was come into the show, be the funny one, the main character, the OG mm-hmm. of all OGs. And I think she's starting to notice that people are not really caring for her online. Exactly. And that's why she's being more extra in her interviews, tweeting extra shit. Like she's doing the most at all mm-hmm. times. And like damage control, basically. Yeah. And I don't like that because it's like, be yourself. I know I'm mm-hmm. extra, but it's like, she's so extra to the point where it's like shut the fuck up like can somebody tell her to shut the fuck up my sister saw the third episode already and she said she was like i feel like jen tried really hard to be the villain when it's like you don't have to try hard to be the villain you would just be the villain no and I here's was like, the thing it's funny Mary, that hello no just kidding it's, it's funny how like she sees it that way because i see it the opposite i feel like she was trying to be the fan favorite the superhero the one everybody oh. loves but no she's doing it all wrong and I know I've never been on TV, not yet anyways, but trust me, when I get on TV, um, Jen, take some notes because I'll show you how it's done. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I think we're both in agreement. Salt Lake City is, um, I know a lot of people were very worried because the ratings were like low, but then Andy, of on course, at 10. aren't they on at Yeah. Nine? And then everybody's saying we need to switch them with Orange County. Like now we got some new white bitches we stand and Orange County is not one of them. <laughs> so let's switch it. And I think what makes it even better is that Salt Lake City is like Potomac where both these seasons aired, uh, were filmed pre-COVID, pre-pandemic. So it's like, yes, we don't have to deal with these people talking about COVID or people talking about how they're not following guidelines or something like, yes, we have something that's like not about what we've been dealing with for eight months. Which so, do you say that because the next week, um, December 4th, is that next week? Oh, yes. The Real Houses of or actually, yeah, next week, December 6th, Real Houses of Atlanta premieres. Ooh. And I'm super excited because although they're going to be talking about COVID, I feel like there's a lot of drama coming our way. I feel like Atlanta isn't going to be all about COVID. I feel like Orange County, I'm, well, because, I'm not watching you know it. What, you know what I think it's, it's about COVID? It's because those women are not interesting from what I see. They're boring. And they're not. Before, well, I think we're going to wrap up soon. But before we end it, I'm going <laughs> to, I don't know if you heard, but kelly dot i believe is her mother kelly tested, covid dot <laughs> tested positive for covid and uh, but it's a hoax but is it real but is it fake well must yeah. be real because now your mother's sick so you should probably worry about her and focus on her health exactly. as opposed to focusing on bronwyn's license plates and recording her from outside yes. her house you shady stupid bitch i cannot stand this lady and i've never even seen an episode of Orange can i County. just say um lala from vanderpump rules i can't stand lala but for me to agree with lala kent from vanderpump rules when she was saying that kelly dodd is a menace and disgusting and she shouldn't be doing that i was like wow um kelly look at what you're making me do you're making me agree with someone i like but it's true it's just since we're talking a little bit about bravo other bravo celebrities um did you see that (laughs) ashley announced on instagram that she's having another baby boy oh really I was, oh kind of, I was kind of disappointed. I wanted, oh, wanted her to have a, girl? a little girl. Sad life. But then hopefully maybe she has another one after this one. Well, <laughs> maybe, if she's we'll trying see. to make more coins, she'll probably do it. Um, for that post-nuptial agreement. Yeah, oh, maybe. God. I'm praying for you, Ashley. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for her. I mean, you can tell she really likes being a mom, so I'm happy for her. In other Bravo news, your favorite daughters our date are oh like my God. almost going to be related to the kardashians rena is almost going to be oh fulfilling her dream i was going to of- say this is her dream to be that trashy reality tv star mom because oh my if gosh. you haven't heard amelia amelia dumbitch is dating scott disick i don't know his yeah. name 
Yeah, yeah. And they were seen on the beach together. Their photos got released. And <laughs> I mean, is this a shocker? If it is going to be talked about next season on Beverly Hills, it like, come on. She doesn't have a storyline. She's willing to pimp out her daughter for a story. Honestly, I was like, I'm sorry. If I wanted to see a kid's relationship, a housewife kid's relationship play out, I'd ask Yolanda Hadid to come back. I was so going to say, can you that? Like, I, it's sad <laughs> to think that we'll probably never, ever again see Yolanda Hadid on Beverly Hills. I told you, I told you this once. Yolanda Hadid was a great housewife, even though she was only on there to promote her daughters and make sure that they get a modeling career. <laughs> I still loved that she still brought something to the table. Okay. And... I feel like we'll never get another Yolanda Hadid. Rina ruined that for us. Um, I fucking hate her so much. Oh. Yolanda Hadid is a top tier housewife. I'm going to say that. She really brought the drama. She was funny. She was iconic. She was witty. She did. And we saw her kids without her kids being a storyline. I love that. I just, the fact that she gave us Joe Jonas on that show. And I was like, yes, but you're not making it a big deal. This is what I love about you, Yolanda. Oh, and I feel like she would give us Zane without making it a big deal. Why do we have Rinna and Scott to sick and I can't have Yolanda and Zane? Trash. Like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> trash. But that's all that happened in Bravo, I want to say. Portia came out with her first episode of her podcast. Did you, Did you listen to it? I listened to it. I liked yeah, it. it was nice. I was like, yes, Portia, I love you. Another one. Portia's another top tier housewife for me. I don't know why. But. Which uh, you you reposted or like you did it yourself of Bravo, the Instagram account did a post being like, if you were to have six housewives on an yes. island, which would you have? Yes. They have said in the past that they're going to do uh, like an all-star housewives season. all-star season, yeah. which I think it was like Tamra or one of those housewives from yeah. OC basically confirmed it and said we were going to yeah, do yeah. it. But because of COVID, we couldn't do it. If they were to do a Survivor status Housewives, <laughs> oh my god, I would, I love Survivor, I love Big Brother, I love those reality TV shows, competition shows, so to have worlds collide where it's Housewives and Survivor. <laughs> like oh, in a competition type series, I would I love that. Would, I would fucking love that. I would love it even more if they did it with past Housewives and not current ones, do you get me? Like, if they included past Housewives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would love that, I don't know. But the only thing that makes me sad is that um andy had said that he would only do an all-stars like type housewives show if when he thought when he thought housewives was coming oh, to an end God. and i'm like oh no but i think for sure a franchise that needs to like leave that needs to go she's already taken her last few steps she's a grandma now is oc let's replace orange county with miami oh my gosh andy hire me sorry oh, my God. brain's going like a mile a minute i'm like let's replace oc with miami we love it we love to see it miami we need to watch miami one or two seasons three seasons three seasons, seasons two and three are the best season the ones three that i've like Housewives never even seen a single clip up is miami and dallas are those even worth watching dallas i've never watched i'm gonna be honest with you i know the housewives i know who they are um and I can tell you who like a fan favorite is. I think the fan favorite's like Cameron or something, but I can't tell you what the fuck they talk about. Cause you I know, I don't you. know if you've seen their, their um, promotion for the app Peacock. Mm-hmm. Like I have that app on my TV and it, it has all three seasons of Dallas. So I'm like, oh, really? I don't know if I should get into it or not. I don't, I don't know. I know people say that the first season's kind of like, eh, but that it picks up at the second season. But the only thing for me is that Dallas just has never seemed like interesting to me. I feel like, Andy and like Bravo don't promote it as much as their other ones. 
Do you get me? Yeah. Like Dallas is coming out soon. And, and no I, one even gives a fuck. No one even cares because <laughs> to me, it's like they're being overshadowed. But um, I mean, they're on their fifth season, so it's not like. Wow. We're going to end it on that. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of No BS with Luis and Daniela. Make sure you follow me on all my social media. I'll follow all of her social media. We've said it every time. You guys have yet to leave us a voice message. Y'all are fucking haters at this point. Um, Just kidding. Send us a voice message. Make sure to rate us five star on Apple Podcasts slide in the dms if you want us to talk about uh certain topics any ideas you guys have for the podcast and yeah daniela final words yes um just that not to be cliche but like Luis, i'm so thankful for you and i'm thankful for the like two people who listen to us thank you guys <laughs> oh yeah we, we should end it <laughs> off on saying one thing we're thankful for. we're not gonna get to thanksgiving the holiday itself we're just gonna talk about the things that we're thankful for um yeah. shout out to you guys who have rated us on apple Podcasts because it's all five stars. It's only like 10, 11 ratings, but they're all positive. So <laughs> leave us a comment. Um, I'm also thankful for life. I'm alive. T. Yes, I'm thankful for my health. Obviously, these past eight months have been a whirlwind, but I'm thankful for my health and my family's health because anything could have happened these past eight months. Okay. So I hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Oh,